you don't just arrive at the point where people begin to see the beauty in it or people begin to appreciate it. There's so many stages before that where you don't even see the value in it that way and you doubt it and you wonder if you're on the right track. And then I believe this because this is where I've gotten to. I believe everyone gets to a point where they're like, this is it. This is what I was born to do. Out of all the trials and tribulations, all the setbacks, all the doubts, uh, mishaps, heartbreaks, all that, it's led me to this point where I've been through enough to know that this is the way for me. I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love. You are love. We are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. Have you ever been somewhere and saw someone being their truest, most authentic, genuine self, where you just knew and felt they were living their purpose and passion? where it hit you so hard that it gave you confidence and inspired you to also live your truth? Well, this is exactly what happened one day when I was walking through Williamsburg, Brooklyn with some friends and saw Greg Banks performing. I've never seen so many people stop dead in their tracks and be so enamored by a street performance. Greg is one of the most authentic, loving, and beautiful souls I have ever met. I'm grateful and excited to be sharing our conversation with you. Welcome uh, to the podcast, Greg Banks. Man, I appreciate you being here, buddy. Thank you, Justin. It's an honor to be here, man. I'm excited. Yeah, me too. Uh, This is so cool. This is going to be such a fun conversation. Me and Greg literally met each other. This is such a fun story. Um, I was in Williamsburg visiting some friends in Brooklyn, and uh, we were at Domino Park, and then we were just walking back to their apartment uh, at the end of the day, and we're walking, and we see just like this incredible musician playing on on the street. And one of the buddies I was with who lives in Williamsburg was like, yeah, yeah, we've seen this guy a few times. Like we should definitely stop and like check him out. So we like, we stopped, we listened. It was beautiful. Greg, the thing that really connected me to you. And I feel like the reason why we like really stopped, it's not even like, it was just in our energy and in our feeling just to stop and listen to you. You know, it was so natural and beautiful. And we stopped and listened. And 
what really pulled me in, man, was how just genuine and authentic you were as a performer. It was beautiful because I feel like I was able to see somebody fulfilling their passion like right in front of me. You know what I mean? And someone being like their truest form of the of themselves. And it was just so incredible to see you were just such in rhythm and such in flow. And just I have so much love for people who are living their passion and who are doing what they were sent here to do. And really, man, just to be in that presence of you in such flow and living your truth of who you are, man, was just, it was, un, it's, it's something that's just like really special when you see it. And we definitely saw it that day, man. And I, I, I just appreciate you for who you are. First off, your music and voice is incredible. And then the fact that you were just living your, yourself, man, you were just vulnerable and being your, your truest self, man. It's just so awesome to see. So I appreciate that. Well, it's, it's truly an honor, you know, especially because you don't just arrive at the point where people begin to see the beauty in it or people begin to appreciate it. There's so many stages before that where you don't even see the value in it that way and you doubt it and you wonder if you're on the right track. And then I believe this because this is where I've gotten to. I believe everyone gets to a point where they're like, this is it. This is what I was born to do. Out of all the trials and tribulations, all the setbacks, all the doubts, uh, mishaps, heartbreaks, all that. It's led me to this point where I've been through enough to know that this is the way for me. This mm -hmm. is the way that I heal. This is the way that I bring joy. This is the way that I fulfill the purpose that I was designed to do. So I think that's that's what you see when I'm out there. And honestly, as I said to you earlier, I see an opportunity every single day to manifest my destiny. I don't wait for permission. I don't wait for the most ideal circumstance. Every day I wake up, that's an opportunity. Mm -hmm. So I take that opportunity and I use it in the most genuine way to express my gifts. And what I find most beautiful is that nobody even knows what's about to happen. You know, I'm out <laughs> rocking on the street and people have their lives going on in this massively busy city. They're doing what they want to do, going with their own flow. And then they interrupt it with something beautiful. Mm -hmm. They interrupt it with something they didn't expect. And because it's so genuine, they really have a walk away. And I find that that's been the most organic way to connect with people. And that's just, you know, there's this, there's this thing in, in the music, and I, I probably can see it in all art forms, but specifically in music where it's about being sold. Like somebody has to sell you. The publicist has to write the most amazing story so they can sell you. Well, it's real. It doesn't need to be sold. Mm. When, when you're moved, literally, when you're moved, and this, this, may, this may sound crazy, but when you're moved to stand still because it's so empowering, I believe that's the greatest introduction you could have ever had with, with anybody who you know, it shares their art on the, on the platform in which I do. So mm -hmm. I'm thankful for that. Hell yeah, man. It is. It's such a, it's such a cool moment where you're like, you're walking and you can hear this beauty and you kind of just organically stop. It's like the softest, most beautiful thing. And it's like, I, like I get it right in, in every industry. It's like you, you have to sell in some sort of a way, man. Right. But when you're being just who you are, I didn't feel like in any moment I was being sold anything there. I felt like it was a gift for me to enjoy. <laughs> and it was so cool, man. It's like we stopped and then a bunch of other people just stopped. And it was just this incredible crowd that formed around you. And I can't help but think that everyone was there for the same reason because they just felt how genuine you were and how real you are and, and how beautiful your music was. And uh, it's just cool that it was like, you're doing it. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the purpose that you're setting out to do. And the fact that you're manifesting it and, and achieving it. And now like we're having this conversation is just so cool to see. And honestly, to even slightly be a part of, because when you're walking around New York, 
Of course, buddy. When you're walking around New York City, you're not usually ever stopping. You're moving pretty quickly. You guys want to go. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. The fact, yeah. The fact that you, you get like tons of people to stop in their tracks because it feels literally, man, it felt like it would have felt crazy to walk away. Like that's wild to me. It's like, it would have felt so unnatural and kind of crazy if I, if we didn't stop and listen and we continue to walk and to be able to do that to people in, in the city is, is, is uh, it's a challenge, man. And it's tough to do that. Listening to you say that just now, it, it almost sparked something in me where it, it almost feels like, again, this, this is the alignment, right? Like I've tapped into something that we don't often see, but it's right there in front of us. Mm. And it's just authenticity. It's not waiting for permission in a sense of saying, well, your art can only be displayed and it will only be received if it's done this way. Someone actually made a post the other day. They said, in reference to a, a video I posted, they said, Art has to be displayed, whether on a street corner, on a festival stage, and at the greatest venue. And wherever it's being displayed doesn't determine how great someone is. And that's the philosophy I, I've always felt, even before hearing that. And I think a lot of it I can attribute it to coming from New Orleans, man. Like it's that's the bedrock of the culture there, you know. Mm -hmm. As a child, you're you're submerged in it, and and that's the joy that people have. It's so much a part of the culture that it's done without without reason anymore. It's just it's innate now. And I think. Seeing that as a child growing up, it was always there, but I'll be, I'll be frank with you. As we grow up, we grow away from that optimism, quite frankly, because the world tells us that we have to be serious. Yeah. Stop dreaming and start living real life. That's, that's, what, that's what we're told, right? Yeah. So I think that somewhere in our, in our psyche, the imagination vanishes. But when the world shut down and all real life was flipped upside down, we had nothing left but the imagination and faith. So with that opportunity, as I said, I used the imagination and I said, okay, how can I keep my passion burning? How can I maintain the joy in what I do? Because there were so many great things we had just uh, aligned ourselves with at the top of the year and then boom, this happens. And I'm like, well, I can't undo that. I can't change that. So what can I do moving forward? So I said, you know what? I'm gonna take all these equipment I have in my house and go down to the corner of my block and just put on a concert, free concert for my neighbors. The response was so overwhelming. And the neighbors were asking so many questions regarding when am I going to do it again? I was like, you know what? Tomorrow. I came back tomorrow. It was like 20 more people than it was the day before. And I was like, I think I can do this on as many blocks around the city as I'm allowed to do. So let me try that. So I started going different places. And that's that was the beginning of Concert on the Block. And it was just a way to give back. And when I removed all monetary expectations, all those needs were quadrupled mm -hmm. because Monetary expectation often comes with a goal and a goal can be limiting to some degree right. to say only, only in this context, only in this context. But if I were to say, I wouldn't, I can't go out and do that if I don't make $500, then I've already removed the possibility of making more than that. I've already removed the possibility of it being an opportunity that doesn't come in monetary value in the moment, but becomes something greater later. So I just removed all of that. And that wasn't easy as a full grown adult because I had to remove the ego that I had built up as a performer. As an adult living in this city, I mean, the ego sometimes can be our, our shield, our protection, like mm -hmm. our, 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 you know, guide sometimes, you know. Mm -hmm. I had to let that go and literally go back to the basics, man. And that's what Concert on the Block has become. Damn. It's just, it's kind of so wild sometimes when we can just uh, literally just be who we are without worrying about money. And I really firmly believe, too, that when we live our truth and... Literally, man. And that's why it was just, again, so cool to see you that day. 
Um, but when we can be in, in who we really are and let our heart just shine and do things for the pure reason, because that's our, that makes us feel fulfilled. Mm-hmm. When we can do that, I really feel like that is what takes us to the next level. That is what brings in the money. It's like when we're doing something that we love, just be in that moment and do that. And most, I want to say like all the times, most of the time, everything else will just fall into place. Right. And we have these self doubting, limiting beliefs of, okay, okay, well, I want to go make $500 doing this. And if I can't make 500, well, then I'm not going to do it or whatever it might be. It's like we are, we're putting that ceiling on ourselves. But we can just be free and like you and just perform and not have any sort of a cap or any sort of a monetary value on it in the beginning and just let it go. Like that's when the abundance really comes to us. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, And that was a great point you made in the beginning because I would, I would, be negating the entire purpose of this interview to say to you that there isn't a monetary value placed on it at a certain point. Because when you realize that you can live completely off of what you love to do, then you have to know that it now becomes a business and you have to begin to put in perspective uh, what that looks like. And and there's many components to this because there's been people who see me playing on the street and then I'll say to them, well, this is my hourly rate. And they're almost taking it back. Like, how do you have an hourly rate when you're playing on the street? I'm like, what? Do you know that that's a choice that I'm making? Yeah. And if you're choosing to hire me for a gig, it's a choice that you're making and this is what it costs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I can go out and do it the way I've been doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like, it, it's funny how people can can minimize what you do because it, it's not displayed on the platform in which they deem it valid. But for me, being able to do it how I want to do it, when and where I want to do it is the most valid way it could be done because that, I said it today, playing outside got me inside some of the greatest spaces ever. It's all about perspective. Yeah. Wow. That was awesome, man. Uh, huh. Right. No matter like where you're performing. Wow. Right. It's, it's just based on your perspective of how you, right. Some yeah. person can view it and be like, well, eh, that's not MSG. So what is that? But it's like, mm. and you, man, just like being able to perform where you want to perform, when you want to perform in that freedom. Uh, there's such beauty in that. And honestly, like this has happened a few times now on the podcast where we've talked about, you know, COVID has come up in a way and I always want to look towards the positive. We all we all understand COVID was terrible for a lot of people. So many. And but I you know, we know that's there, but it's also so important to to point out the positive. And like this wouldn't have existed, your street performing without COVID, without you know what I mean? Like Wow, yes indeed, man. And that's one of the interesting things about COVID. It, it literally shifted the world and reality that we live in. Everyone's reality pretty much changed because of that. And in that change, it created moments where we could thrive and it created new experience that wouldn't have been there before without that happening prior. Um, so I always, yeah, I always like just to point out to the, you know, those, those things, the positive that, that have come from it. Um, and Greg, how long have you been a musician for? How long have you been performing for? Well, I, um, I've been a musician since I was a boy growing up in New Orleans. I, I'm 32 now, so I've been a musician since about seven. I started in the church choir, and then from there, I um, I joined the marching band where I played trumpet and went on to college to study voice in college at Xavier University, and I moved to New York 10 years ago. And um, New York was has been unlike anything else because New York really pushes you to the edge every single day. And... You either remember that you have wings to fly or you forfeit. 
and, and it's, 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 that's the reality of life though. But New York challenges that every single day. Mm. It's like, you push me to the edge every day. Like that's real. And because of that, it kept the fire burning in me and it made me dig deeper. So I've been, I had been running, you know, as a band leader since I got here in my second week in New York. And I would say two years ago is where I really began to feel this shift. And last year being the most significant, this shift where I wanted to have more dominion over how and when and where the decisions were made as it related to my career. Because when you have a band, six, seven people, you have to consult with six, seven different ideas, six, seven different schedules, six, seven different levels of commitment. And there were so many missed opportunities because one or two vital parts of that component were missing. And I got to a point where I was like, I will never give anyone else this amount of control. And it wasn't so much so that I handed it over to them, but it was a conglomerate that operated with each component. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when one person wasn't there, it was like, it was, it was ridiculous. And there's, there's a story I could tell you, but that would shine too much light on the negative. So I'll just focus on the moment where I realized this is how I'm going to change it. So I was sitting down one day and I was like frustrated. I'm like, man, I'm working these three restaurant jobs. I'm frustrated. I'm performing and gigging here and there because I can only manage this amount of time in between my schedule. And I was like, I'm taking it back. So I started practicing my guitar. I said to myself, am I doing everything I can do to change the dynamic and the direction of my career? And there was a no there. And the no was, you don't play an instrument. If you played an instrument, you would take that power away from others and you would have it back in your hand and you could do with, where, how, and what you wanted to do. So I started practicing. And I was only able to practice a couple of hours a day. And I said, let's make this practice more significant. Instead of practicing in my room, Let's practice in front of people. So I started going to the subway platform and I started practicing in front of people on a platform. So that was the, my first stage of practice. I figured it would have taken me too long to practice in my room because there would have been no critics. So let me go to the people where they're going to keep it. They're going to keep it raw. And let's think of it this way. You already know on a subway in New York, you got to contend with the noise of the subway. You got to contend with people trying to get home. You got to continue with the panhandlers, all that stuff. And you got to be able to keep people's attention when they're trying to get home and relax after a long day at work. So I had like this three-step process. I was like, if they stop, it's cool. If they stop Mr. Train, it's good. If they stop Mr. Train going that purse in their pocket, it's really good. So that was like my gauge, you know? And I was like, okay, it's, it's working. I'm, I'm able to capture people with the instrument of guitar as I am on my voice. And then COVID comes. We have 365 days to rewrite life. I say, you know what? I'm going to commit four to five of those every day to coming out this greater than I was before. So at the end of that, particular cycle of it because it's an ongoing process but at the end of that shutdown i was able to be self-sufficient so much so that when i went back into rehearsal with the band they were like without saying so much more like looking like what do we fit in now you know like you know what you want to not i mean i've always known what i want to do i knew i wrote the music and i arranged it but now I'm, I'm playing it so i'm like i don't actually need that i can i can, I can do this part now so it, it just naturally created a certain level of respect because you can't throw the wool over my eyes anymore. I know, I know what needs to be done. And I can see if you've been practicing and if you deliver to me what I need because I know what it should sound like. So it enhanced everything because I did that one thing. It's like in life, you make one change and everything around you changes. Oh, man, man. Or you don't, and then it still does. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's It's... Man, it's so empowering. And you, you made a point earlier about um, being able to do what you love, the freedom that comes from it. Unfortunately, in the industry, though, of, of music, it's very rare that you come across the business side of it that respects it from that perspective. Um, and I, I won't necessarily name a name, but I just had this situation that it should have been an opportunity, but it wasn't so much. It was an opportunistic move that I, I saw straight through and I just walked away from it. But 
it was about this particular platform and conglomerate owning the rights to my intellectual property in perpetuity because they felt like what you're bringing to the table, this song is great, but our platform is bigger. So we need to have rights to that. So in exchange for fame. And I'm like, that's so opposite of why I do this. Mm. And, and, and that, that's like telling a doctor, you go to medical school, you put all those years into your residencies and I own your practice. This, well, I don't think, I think because the idea of a song and music can flow so freely that people think it's, it's, it's expendable. But what I have to help people understand is that I had to live through the experience to gather the feeling and the emotion and the, and, the, and the sensibility to create it. And I'm not saying that I have to go through everything I write, but I had to go through an experience in order to cultivate that emotion connected to making it so raw for you. So why should I just hand it over to you in exchange for something that you win in both perspectives and I don't? So that, that and I will say this, those aren't easy decisions, but I'm one that believes in generational wealth and I believe in the long-term effects of, of the work you put in now. And if the now is the only guarantee and the later is in question, then I can't do it. All we, it's I mean, not, again, it's not easy, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, but you're going to look back on yourself and, and that's going to give you confidence and even more love for yourself that you stay true to who you are. You know what I mean? You can have gone the other way and then beat yourself up every day and be like, this is not who I am. Mm-hmm. I had to sell it. You know what I mean? And that just tears your soul down and that just would remove mm-hmm. who you are. Damage your light. Yeah, ex- damage your light, exactly. Man. Wow, man. But, you know, and it's, it's, it's again, and I, I know you understand this, and, and my manager and I talk about this all the time, but someone would say, you walked away from this opportunity that assured you immense popularity for the, to, to get back on the grind. Well, I look at it this way. The work never stops anyway. And if I've been given more time to grow and become more undeniable, what's the loss in that? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only getting better. And if I'm getting better while maintaining my spirit and my light, what's the loss in that? Because I, I would have gotten better in that environment, but I would have been I would have gotten better battling with the dis, disdain that I created by making a certain decision. So I would have been getting better while getting worse because I wouldn't have been happy. And and you know what I mean? Like yeah, but that again, I don't, I don't know. It may sound elaborate when I'm explaining it, but it's not that easy to decide on. You know, yeah, it, it isn't. There, of course not. And this is a beautiful way to describe it too, man. Like this is, this is letting it come forth even more. You being who you are. You know what I mean? Because of course it's easy yeah. to take like the quick, the quick, faster way that doesn't really align with us so much. But then, who are we every day? Uh, tell me, man. Ask me. That's a question that, that lingers. Who would you be? Yeah, you know, like who, who, and it's like it, it's 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 so much disdain in this because when when you think about this at the end of the day, the artist is ultimately asking for a fair share of something that they own outright. So at the end of the day, you're at a negotiating t- a negotiation table asking for a fair portion of what you own, your intellectual property. That in no capacity brings you joy unless you were able to negotiate a situation that over time you get to a point where it makes sense. But I just, I believe so much in what I do and I believe so much in the creator that has blessed me with what I do that I know that one man isn't the end of the situation. It's, it's, it's people as, a, as, a, as, a, as a, at the end of the day, like it's, it's connections like you and I, mm-hmm. like no one person holds the key, man. Right. So it's like, 
it's all through people and through relationships, genuine connections that's gonna make it happen. Like literally, I was, you know, cast, you know, for for mag- major opportunities. Like I did the national anthem at the Giants game, and these things came from doing things like Castle on the Block, where people see me performing, and then I connect with somebody and connect with somebody else, and then boom, you know. So it's like I know I'm in the right place, mm-hmm. and it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because I know what my heart says to me. I know that there's no confliction when I get up and say, "How about this?" What I contend with is the weather. That's it. And I can't control that. So if it's too cold or rainy, I got to let it go. But on most days, everything around me is in my favor. Because I'm doing what I love. And I've mm-hmm. aligned with everything around me to work in my benefit as I work with it. That's, and there's like, there's no one direct single path to get anywhere. Right. And we all think, well, it's got to be done this way and this exactly. And you miss this opportunity. So now what? But it's like by missing this quote unquote opportunity, take a pull back, you know, take a step back and and see from a wider perspective, this opportunity, me missing this one could have been the best opportunity of my entire life. You know what I mean? It's like, we kind of get zoned in and like, well, this is it. And this is, you know, it's, it's this or nothing, or if I don't do this then it's not going to work, but it's like, that's just one way out of literally infinite ways to get to where you want to get to. So it's like, why not get there what feels true to you than trying to get there on another way that takes away from your light and from who you really are? Well, we've been conditioned to think that. You know? And that is... These, these, you know, these yeah. channels. You know? And I've been guilty of that. So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not larger than Dow and I'm not speaking down on anybody. No. I understand. Because yeah. I've been there, you know? Yeah. So it's... Uh, it's only when you release that and it, it, listen, man, when you release that, it almost feels like you let go of this lifelong pursuit only because you were conditioned from a certain age. Oh, I think of it this way. When you identify most of us, when we identify what it is we want to do, we, we're like pretty fairly inexperienced in life. And we're like, okay, this is the route I'm going to go. Mm-hmm. I've seen it work for other people and this is going to work for me. And when you accept that that route isn't the one, you almost have to rewrite life. To a certain degree, or rewrite like that portion of life and, yeah. and, and forfeit all that you thought would come in a way that you thought it would come just because that's not the only way. Mm. And when you realize that letting go of that, letting go of a dream, but letting go of a burden, because if you thought that was the only way, how many other ways did you miss? Yeah. How many, how many things did you turn away because it didn't look like that? Right. If it, it didn't come packaged like that, so it wasn't on your radar. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's not until you let go of that way, that one way that you thought was the only way that existed from here to wherever you're trying to go, that you then see all the other, not shortcuts, but paths. And right. those paths comes with, they come with valleys and rivers that are treacherous. They come with mountain peaks and, and the scorching sun, but you got to get through that. You, know? you yeah. got to get through that. <laughs> I feel like so many like spiritual leaders um, and in books and interviews and all these things like I've read or listened to, uh, so many of them, like they pretty much all talk about in terms of like wanting to manifest your dreams, it's like visualizing and really seeing clearly what you want, right? And who you are. And then releasing on how you're going to get there. Yep. Right? That's Just right. have that thought, have that vision, be in that vibration, feel yourself being there right now, but don't have everything super planned out of exactly how it's going to work. Because like you just said, when we create those plans and say, well, it's got to go this way because I literally can't imagine it going any other way. Well, then we are, we're, we're tunnel vision on those things. 
And when the universe, God, source is giving us these gifts, we're literally not seeing them because, like you said, like they don't align and they don't look like what we think it's supposed to look like in order to get there. Right. And just like knowing that, like God, source, universe, can has so many more brilliant ways of you getting there than we can even possibly conceive. So, right, to think that we know, and that's a thing too, and I've done this before too, we think that we oh, yeah. know the way. Like, it's got to be done this way. There's nothing else I can possibly be done. And like, right, and I've done that. And I look back and I'm like, wow, I thought I knew better than like God or source. I was right? in my own way, huh? Yeah. That's right, that's right. Yeah. And, yeah. and people ask me, they're like, how did you learn to play guitar so fast? I give them this answer and they look at me like I'm, I'm an alien. I tell them I got out of my own way. They're like, yeah. what do you mean? Well, I didn't, I, I didn't tell myself that I had to know theory before I learned to play the instrument. I, I, I put that, that philosophy away because that comes a lot. You know, like some teachers will say, man, you want to play? Well, you got to learn the theory before you play. Well, okay. If I opted into that, I wouldn't have gotten started until about eight, nine months later, and I wouldn't have been where I'm now. So instead, I didn't disregard that philosophy. I just did it a different way. I started with the emotion, and I started finding a way to express the emotion. And then once I expressed the emotion, I then researched what was the name, the technical term for what I was feeling. So I, I then knew where I was finding myself connected on the instrument, what key and what, what space was I more connected with. Mm -hmm. But if I started with that, I would have probably pushed the emotion down so far because I wouldn't have listened to the voice. Right. So, you know, it's, there's so many different ways, man. And, and, and I just put it into that term of, of music because you have to figure out, first of all, unplug that other set of ears that, that, that's in you. Because you hear everything around, you hear the, the birds, the cars, all the, those things. But there's another set of ears in us, and that's a consciousness that's deeper. Unplug that, unclog that, and listen to what it's telling you. Mm -hmm. And again, man, like that voice is so brave that it can make us in this, this realm afraid. Because it's like, it often comes with no rationality. It's like, I'm like, so you want me to go out there and play in the middle of the street? What about the cops? What about the neighbors? And all those things happen eventually, but they don't happen long enough or enough to stop me. That's mm. just, uh, that's an inevitable, but that's it. That's an inevitable, inevitable process. So will we be afraid of what didn't even manifest? Like it, it, it may happen, but will you let that fear stop you? Because listen, I can't tell you that that didn't happen. But what if I didn't do it because I thought that would happen? And you see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like it did happen eventually, but I had gone months and months before it ever happened. And by the time it happened, I'm like, oh, this was bound to happen, but I'll go somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's it. You know, like that's it, man. It's Yo, fear. False so, evidence of fear and will. Exactly. Yeah. Something I've been really focusing on a lot lately and really tapping into is everything is created through us. Like every everything. So like also our fears and doubts and the things that limit us. Mm -hmm. So it's like you could have, right? I mean, think about the cops or like annoying the neighbors and being too loud. Like those are all things that didn't exist yet that you created in your mind, right? And you could have allowed those things to stop you from moving forward. But it wasn't those things that stopped you. It was you who would have stopped you. It's just right. us. Yo, it's right, just- that's it. It's so wild and so empowering that it's us. It's it's us that stops us from doing anything that we want to do. It's yeah, not it's the. Chill. They gave me the chill, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
it's not the outside world that we may we may put our focus on those things and be like, well, it, well, you know, I don't want to worry about the cops coming or I don't want to worry about annoying people or whatever it could have been, right? But it's like again, those things don't exist yet. It is us creating that reality before it even exists and saying, well, that's the thing that's going to stop me from doing it. So why even try? Like why why even do it? That's going to stop me anyway. But it's not that stopping me. It's me stopping me. Right. Well, I'll say this because they do manifest at some point. Right. It's, it's good enough reason why it didn't happen for some people. It's like, well, it's not like I'm talking about this imaginary thing that will never happen. At least there's a guilt trip I can rely on when I don't get to where I want to go. When, I'm, when someone else is there and I'm watching them, I'm not miserable. I'm just, this is why it didn't happen for me because all these things happened. But they started here first. And, and, and there were times when I would think, oh, the police are going to come today and it would come. And I was like, stop thinking about that. Yeah. And then they will come and listen next time. And then they come and tip the next time. So I'm like, oh, so I'm not, I'm not above that. Listen, man, I, 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 you know, there's been people that walk up to me and say, you come back, I'm gonna call the cops on you. And I wouldn't go back to that spot for like another three days. I'm like, I don't want the cops to come. And then when I went back on the fourth day, I thought about what they said, the cops would come. And then I went back forgetting about what they said and forgetting about the cops. And I had an amazing day, mm -hmm. met some amazing people. So it's like people sometimes too, because of this very thing we're talking about. Somebody may not have heard the secret. They may not have heard this conversation we're having prior to now, and they don't know that this world exists. So they didn't get to where they want to go. So they see someone who are living in their infinite purpose, and they're like, that person's shining. I didn't get to shine. I want to dim their light. So let me bring up the obvious. I want to call the cops. You're annoying the neighbors. Those are real things. Those are real things. So they pull on that because that's where their power lies. See, because I'm manifesting something that they can't see, but what they can't see can possibly stop what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. So they call on what they can see. And then when they see what, what they call on, I'm doing what I'm doing in such an honest way that that even just decides to turn its route. Because there used to be a point where when that person said that, the cops would show up and wait for me. And that, those were the days I was thinking about it. And then I would show up and they would be there and it wouldn't even bother me because I stopped accepting that, that person's truth. Mm -hmm. They're not here to bother me. They're here to survey the area. They don't care that I'm here. Boy, I'm here. It was just perfect what you just said. It's like we literally are creating everything. You can go there, be freaking out. Oh my God, are the cops, cops, cops. I'm like, you're giving off that energy. You literally are giving off like this, huh? How am I supposed to be here? I don't really know. That may make the cop, that might make the cops actually notice that you're there. And there's something kind of <laughs> off about you and your energy and what's going on. And we're all energy. It's all vibration, man. So it's like when you're thinking those things, you are literally putting that vibration out, out and it's touching other people. Yep. Right. If you go out and you're like, I don't care. I'm just not even gonna think about it. I'm just gonna be here. Even if the cops come up to you that one day and we're like, hey, buddy, you gotta go. It could be like this incredible moment of love between you guys. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Who knows who who knows who that cop might know who could help you in some way? Like it doesn't mean they're gonna be an asshole, even if they do have to come up and be like, hey man, they could be like, yo, we love your music. Maybe go to this corner. Like we're we're never over there. You know, like you just that's happened so many times, man. Wow. Right. But it's like us living in that fear of like, oh, shit, the cops going to come. Like, what are they going to do? Oh, my God. And then that we create that because even if they came up to us and they didn't care, but we thought they were really going to care, then we're creating that reality. And even if they're yeah. not really minding that much, well, we are thinking that they are and we're taking it to that place, a place where it doesn't exist outside of ourselves. And we opt into the forfeit by doing that. Exactly. Because yeah. that fear became reality. And it's like the reason why you can't do it. Yep. We are, it's, we are massive creators. Oh man. 
massive. Like that's what we're here to, right? That's like what we're here to do. That's what we're literally doing in every single moment we are creating and, and literally every single second of our lives. That's what's happening. It's like, what, well, what do we want to create? You know what I mean? Do we want to create some positivity and some love or do we want to create things based off of fear and negativity and anxiety or whatever Absolutely. it may be? And it's just- I'm looking forward to seeing. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you're good, buddy. You go. I'm looking forward to seeing what manifests in this conversation. That's, mm-hmm. that's how tapped in I am to it, man. Like, mm-hmm. Because we're only speaking positivity. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the manifestation of this, man. Yeah, when literally when we saw you that day, I literally again I was just like amazed by who you were and how you were portraying music through you. It was just wild, and um, I wanted to go like go talk to you, and I was like, nah, nah, just chill. It's like don't you know? And it, it's the fear that that clicked in. I was like, yo, this dude looks super cool. He's just trying to do his thing. Just like leave him be. And I was like, all right, I'm not gonna do anything. But then my buddy was like, yo, you should go talk to him about being on a podcast because I let, literally like. I want to shine light on people like you who are living your purpose. And it's just, again, it just, it was literally blowing my mind that day to see you just in your total element and flow and rhythm and, and just shining your light of who you are. And then, so he's like, yo, cause we were talking about that. He's like, yo, you should have him on the podcast. And I was like, all right, cool. And then I just like walked, you know what I mean? I didn't let the fear, I didn't let the thought of anything happening. Like, and you were talking to people too. And I'm like, oh, it's going to be awkward if I go over there. I was like, no, no, who cares? Literally just dropped the ego, dropped all that fear and anxiety, right? And in that moment, I chose love. I knew just who you were because you were, you were singing, but you were also like saying stuff on the mic about manifestation and like how like this stage is like beautiful for you and like exactly where you want to be. And, and I just felt such good energy from you. And um, yeah, like literally, like Brad, I could have chose my ego in fear and my ego trying to protect me of... Uh, he may say no, or uh, he's talking to people, don't bother him, or what, like a, a bunch of different things that it could have been, right? But I was like, no, I went with my gut and what felt right. And I chose love in that moment. I didn't choose the fear that was like trying to hit me up. I chose love, walked over to you. You were talking to people. I, I just patiently waited. I just chilled, let you do your thing. It was a beautiful day. I was just hanging. And then we got to chat. And then now look who, where we are, right? But so many more people be uplifted and inspired because two people put ego aside and connect. Exactly. There's so much that, again, reaffirms the power of creation that we share and yeah. how our purpose and our job is way bigger than our own individual assignments. There's so many more people who need to see because there are people who know me for what I do and know you for what you do. And then when they see that we've connected, they're going to know for sure that what we speak of is real. Like, how did these two people connect? This has to be real. What they speak of has to be real. Yeah. That's how I see it. Me too, man. And I honestly, like, we literally connected that day and are here because of, of love. Because you living your truth is love. Like, we are at our core, at our infinite being of who we are is love. And you are connecting with that every single day. And, like, you shining your light like that literally created this vibration and created this conversation with the two of us. It's awesome, man. And I, yeah, dude, I'm just so grateful that we like happen. I have, so I wasn't it was sure. Happens, I, it was designed. Exactly. I know it, man. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. The fact that I even went down to New York City that day, that I only stayed in Brooklyn, that we happened to go to Dynamo Park, that we happened to walk down that street at that moment that you were performing. You know what I mean? It's just everything comes together. That's the beauty of life, you know, and I want to, I want to shed light on something for a moment. And it's, 
nothing other than just the other side of this. I want people to understand. I make a choice every day. Uh, sometimes I get up. So the equipment that I have is about 70 pounds. Uh, my, my two guitars, my speakers, my pedal board, and I'm lugging this up and down the subway stairs. I'm lucky if I find a subway uh, uh, elevator there. But I make a choice every day. And I don't always feel like doing what ends up being something beautiful for someone else to see. Mm. And I was writing this song the other day, and, and it, it really talks about, it, it's actually called Hope It Matters. And it talks about the thoughts that I have in my mind sometimes, where it's like, I've really been doing this for more than half my life. And I do it with integrity and pride and joy and love. But sometimes I'm not happy. Sometimes I don't feel my best. And what I give to people makes them feel that. But I wonder if anybody ever wonders how I feel. And that's not a moment of, 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 of somberness or a moment of being morbid or un, unappreciative. This is a moment of being real. And a moment of saying, I don't feel my best today. But I know that what I'll get in exchange for giving is going to help me feel better. So I go and do it. And... That's just what I want to tell people. We have to, okay, there's a balance, right? Like if you are feeling ill and you're feeling destructive, self-destructive, then you shouldn't do anything, but work on it. You should figure out how to heal that. But if you're just feeling down and you're feeling like today's not a good day for me, think about how much better it could be for someone else and then exchange it'll be for you or you just push through that feeling. Mm. So I just want to tell people that every time you see me performing, it didn't start with what you end up seeing. There's sometimes a battle with my subconscious and my, my feelings. And I push through. And because we're pushing through, we meet and we do we do that. Yes. Uh, dude, that's so real. Sometimes I'll have those moments where I just, um, you're just feeling a little down just for whatever. You know, you're just not feeling your absolute best. And uh, sometimes I'll, I'll try to, not that I'll try to, I will take the focus away from myself and like put it outward in the sense that, it's like, no, I'm not feeling great today, but let me maybe go out and have a conversation with somebody or do something kind for somebody in the sense of like, let me do it for someone else. Let me just be there for somebody. No, I'm not feeling great, but let me just give some love out to the world. And like you just said, when we do that, that's what we receive exactly right back. Right? So it's like, yeah, on those days of not feeling great, go show love, go be kind to somebody. That's and you're right, going to... <laughs> You're going to make them feel good, but guess what? You're going to make yourself feel real good too. Really, really good. I think, I think, I think it's all in the mind again. And I think the greatest lesson for me in this reality was when I used to work at the restaurant. I used to work at this restaurant called The Butcher's Daughter. I worked at like all the locations. And there were days when I would show up and I would be unhappy because I wasn't doing what I wanted to do. So I yeah. Yeah. I was working this job and uh, people would come from all over the world and like, man, you know, somebody, a friend of mine was here a couple of weeks ago. And they told me about this super stylish guy who wanted to come and see you and take a photo of you. And I was saying to myself, why, why am I making money off of these photographs? People want to come and take of me. And that used to have me so upset because I would think that I'm, they're not even seeing the full potential of me. They're seeing me in this restaurant and that's just what they want to see me as. And what I had to let go of was the fact that they actually haven't even seen you in your element and they appreciate you. They appreciate you for being you with no further explanation. You don't have yeah. to tell them, oh, I'm an artist too. They don't, they're like, who are you in your truest form? Yeah. That's what I came to see. I didn't come to see you serving food. I came to see you being the spirit that somebody told me about. And when I realized that, I changed my perspective. And 
I started meeting some amazing people that were already there. But I started making some great connections because I let go of that. I, I, I don't know if it was fear. It was something related to fear because it was kind of creating the same outcome where I was just unhappy with the circumstance. And I stopped feeling that way and started seeing the good in it. And then so much good started coming out. It's a, everything is perspective. That is just insane. You were experiencing the same exact situations, but because of the way that you decided to look at it, look at it, everything changed. It's like, it's not the outside world that creates, that creates our view at it. It's us who create our view towards it. It's our perspective that we decided to take in that moment that creates our reality. Our reality isn't created by it being what it is. We are creating the reality by our perspective and by our view on it. And dude, how awesome to like, and what a shift in thought. Right to go like with the people are taking my picture for like I'm not getting paid of this like what like what what's the point to be in like holy shit people are literally going there because you are just your pure self, and that is attracting people to you, and like how beautiful is that you know what I mean but it's like depending right depending like how we want to see it right and based on what's ever going on in our lives and how we're going to view something. But like taking a step back and looking at it that way, it's like, holy crap, man. Like people wanted to just go be in your presence and your, and your energy because you were just like the purest form of truth in yourself. Like what a compliment. Like that's like one of the coolest things that like anyone, I feel like you could ever want people to be around you for. Just being yourself. And, and again, what I had to realize is that there, were no, there was no further explanation needed as to why people were connected. And then that's an opportunity where I was, written up in Vanity Fair and People Magazine. I was written about in this uh, fashion book. I was, all these crazy things came because people were just coming there. Uh, clearly they were coming for the food. I mean, that, that was an, an undeniable thing. But whenever, how about this? Whenever someone was at my table and I gave them an experience, they came back for that experience. Yeah. All things considered. They came back for the whole of the experience, but with me as the, as the, the uh, liaison of the experience. So, that's where I begin to see the magic in me, you know, beyond the stage and all that stuff. Totally. It was just, people just wanted to know the person. And it's, it's something that's like, it's so noticeable when someone is just their authentic, vulnerable, true, genuine self. Like we notice that amongst each other when someone is being that. And there's like, there's like a respect that's there. There's like a love that's there because when you see somebody really being who they truly are, that gives you hope that, huh, maybe I can act and be who I truly am. And again, man, that was one of the reasons why I was so drawn to you is like, if everybody could really just be who they are and myself included in moments, you know what I mean? If we can really just put our egos away, drop the fear, First off, like stop judging each other, but then also stop fearing the judgment of others and just be, that's, I'm such an advocate for that. It's like, everyone just be who you are, like love yourself. You're beautiful and unique. And that's like one of the coolest things too. It's like your uniqueness is brilliant. So like anything that you do different than somebody else, don't be like, oh man, that sucks. I'm different. Be like, this is so cool. This is amazing. I'm representing literally God and source in this unique way. We're all manifestations of God. So you are just that one brilliant little unique aspect, just like everyone else is. And when we can just let our truth and who we are just flow, it is just like, I mean, I, 
right? If we could all adopt that, imagine how different the world would be. If none of us fear judgment. If in every moment we just were, we just are who we are. And we just let ourselves just flow and be. It would really just be such a magical world that we could live in. And it's okay. Like some of us are doing it. Some people are, some people aren't. Sometimes we are, sometimes we're not. It's cool. You know what I mean? But if we were all... That it makes it that much better. And when that's a goal that you have on a daily basis, you know? Yeah. That's what makes it happen. This wise man told me a couple weeks ago. He said, said, I want you to understand something. He said, your outward expression is the simplest form of your immense inner spirit. Mm. So... What you do on the outside of you is a smidgen of the power you hold within. So tap into that. Continue to tap into that. Because if, I, if you represent this right now with only this much understanding of that, oh, imagine what you'll be when you tap into it all. And who yeah. knows if you ever tap into it in this lifetime. But let that be a pursuit. And tap into that immense beauty in the inside of you that will then come out of you. Because, man, I, I cannot say this enough. Like, I literally sat down over a year and really taught myself what you hear me do on getting taught. And sometimes it blows my mind because all I had to do was get out of my way. Yeah. And, and one other golden nugget too is that there's no such thing as an advanced technique. It's just simple beginning techniques and power over time. So all you're doing is adding on to what you did in the beginning. Mm-hmm. It's like A, B, and C writes the words of this entire world. Those beginner steps one, two, three are in every like those simple components just added on top of other things make the infinite, but they start and will always be and end with simplicity. Yes. Wow. Greg, buddy, what is something just, uh, I'm a huge fan of gratitude. Um, I just think, I mean, not that I think, I know gratitude can change our entire world when we're focused more on gratitude. What is something in life that you're grateful for? Well, I'm most grateful for life itself. Because with that, everything else can be created. Yeah. Um, I'm also, in addition to that, super thankful for my manager, uh, Marlene Dupelli. We met two weeks into my time in New York City, and we've been connected ever since. Uh, why I'm so thankful for her is because she saw my intrinsic value before I did. She saw things in me that I was afraid to embrace, and she helped me reach those points. And she supported me in all of my crazy ideas. That allowed me to be who I am. I'm also with immense gratitude, grateful for my sons. They hold me accountable. They are the reason why I deliberate before making any decision. They're the reason why I have patience. They're the reason why I'm so bold. And they're the reason why I can go outside and do what I do because they gave me permission. They said, that is okay. So if they believe in me, no one can discover. Yes. Oh, that was so good. Oh my God. Dude, I hope, I mean, I, I, I don't think that you, I hope you never stop believing in yourself, man, because I'm telling you, looking in on it, there's like, there's something magical and really its own within you. You know what I mean? Like very unique and very of its own. And, uh, when you can see that in somebody else and that is, uh, it is, it's super powerful. It's super inspirational. Really, man. Like literally that day, you like, you inspired me to be myself more. You just being out on the street performing. You just being who you are inspired me to want to be more of who I am. You know, and I'm a huge fan too of like, set the example, right? You could have been like, yo, just man, you should, uh, you should try to be more who you are. You know what I mean? You should try to tap into that a little bit more. 
Like words can only go so far, but action is everything. Right? You could have told me to do those things, and I'd be like, all right, cool, Greg. I yeah, let, let me. But you didn't have to say a word. You just have to set the example and be who you are for that to connect with me in a way that your words never could have, or anyone else's words never could have. You know what I mean? And, and that's um that's what I I know wholeheartedly at the bottom of this entire universe. It's the example of it being done that shows us that we can do it. Yeah. You know, like seeing that all these beautiful things exist. Like sometimes I go to the park and I watch trees. I watch that same tree in the summer, the spring, the fall, and the winter. And that tree knows when to come and when to go. That tree doesn't complain. That tree co- coexists with everything around it. That tree respects its place in this existence. And it blossoms beautifully when it's time and it sheds beautifully when it's time. So we have to learn that everything has a time and place. And I feel like like now where we are is the time for us to manifest all that we will put it to do to leave a legacy for those coming after us so that then they will have their time to do the same thing. Exactly. And the only time is right now. The only time oh, that we could right is right now. Yesterday, forever going tomorrow may not come. Today is all we got. Yep. It's like, we think, you know, it's like the infinite moment of now is just right now. The only thing that ever exists is now. The past doesn't exist anymore. What you think is going to happen later today, that doesn't even exist. Like, we have to create from the here and the now, not worried about the future, not worried about the past. And these are things like I'm saying to myself right now as I say them out loud. I'm like, right, instead of worrying about those things, being a creator in the present and in the now. Because that's literally all that we have. That's all we have. And that is the golden ticket. Like, there is no, I don't know that there's a, uh, Pot of gold at the end of the rainbow because that's in the future. The true magic and the true treasure is the present because the present we can experience. Exactly. Wow. Dude, I want to ask you too the question. Um, so I ask everybody, every guest this this one question. So my goal and dream in life uh, with myself and spread love movement is to help in shifting the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a place that's more loving and kind and peaceful. A more vulnerable, um, one that's more empathetic, one that's just more our, ourselves, uh, a consciousness that is more one and more together and understands that's our truth. Um, and I know that's a, something that can be achieved. Like I can, you know, visualize it and see it and maybe in this lifetime, maybe not in this lifetime, but knowing that we can get to a consciousness, we can because it's all our thoughts. So we just have to shift our thoughts and get to this consciousness. So um, the question is, uh, how do you feel like, you know, every day you are contributing and helping in this beautiful shift of consciousness? I feel like I'm contributing to this every day by unselfishly and unapologetically sharing all that I am. By doing it in what some may deem a gritty, raw way, but at the same time, in a very gentle and, and well-executed well way. And that comes from understanding that where we are is all we can control. So get it and give it how you can, but do it with respect and gratitude. Mm-hmm. So you may see me playing on a street corner, but I'm giving you the experience as if you were at Masters with God. Because where I am is only where I am. Where I can imagine and envision myself is something totally different. So I can envision being there, and I'm going to give you the experience of being there while we're here. So being raw and being honest and just vulnerable and 
what I do, I pray that that shows someone that everything they can imagine is attained. And everything they can imagine isn't given by someone else. It's, it's earned by just following the path that was set for you. Hell yeah. And that and it comes back to right being the example again. And just letting your, literally like letting your light shine. And, uh, you know, just allowing people to see it. And in there seeing like your vulnerability and your realness, just right. Just giving them it's, it literally is a gift. Just like giving somebody like that was a gift for me. You know what I mean? Just like giving that gift and then allowing the person to do with it. What, what makes sense for them? You know, luckily I feel like I'm grateful that this gift hit me right away, but maybe if someone else seeing you perform five years later, it hits them. You know what I mean? Maybe they think about it over time. And then, you know, five years later, they're like, wow, I'm really, I'm at this place now. And you, I'm at this place to be my true self, but you helped be one of those steps, you know, that helped build them and get them to that place. And that's something I think is really important too, that I forget about a lot. We don't know how crucial or how important or how life-changing an action of ours can be an action based in love and vulnerability and kindness. Like there's sort of an impact that can make on somebody's life. Cause sometimes I think a lot, if we don't see it happen like immediately, we're like, Oh, well, that didn't do anything. But then you'll hear somebody literally be like, that's happened to me where someone will like, yeah, that thing you did like two years ago, like that stuck with me. And like that, what you said to me, like built and helped and changed me. And it's like, Holy shit. And it's like, these things exist. So I, I just, you know, to put our focus on that and not think that what we're doing doesn't have an impact, even if we're not seeing it, because it can have it in an infinite amount of ways on so many different levels that we just don't see now. But that doesn't mean that it's not actually happening. You know, I need to hear that too. My man, I have so much love for you, buddy. I appreciate who you are. Let's definitely, I want to share with everybody um, where they can find you online, social media, any way they can connect with you so that first they're able to check out your music. Listening to this podcast right now, I'm like, I got to check this guy out. Like, I, I would be like, I, I have to see him perform. <laughs> so let's definitely let people know where they're able to, to find you. Definitely, definitely. Well, you all can tune in and stay up to date with me and everything I'm doing uh, at Greg Banks Music on Instagram and there you would also be connected to my content on the blog series page that lets you know while we're performing. And this winter, we're gonna be taking the content on the block series indoors. So we're forming a couple of partnerships with some really nice venues around the city where I'll be performing indoors, nice and warm where you want to come in and have these amazing experiences. So stay stay up to date with me on that great thank you and you'll see what's going on and well be Hell yeah. Thanks buddy. Uh real Really, dude, thank you. Like you created the situation, right? You, again, just being your truth, um, manifested and created this conversation that we're able to share with so many people. Uh, so, you know what? Just it comes, it, it, yes, we both created this, but I just want to give you so much love, man, for, for really being who you are. Because if you weren't, then this conversation wouldn't be happening. Well, thank you, Justin, because you are one of those affirmations, the confirmation. Um, it was there to remind me, right? Like that thing that I started a year and a half ago manifested into this a year and a half later. Perfect example of how things take form in their own time. Mm. But had I had I not believed in that one moment because there weren't enough people, or had I not believed in that one moment because it was only on the street corner, or had I not believed in that one moment because there wasn't enough, enough money, I would never get here. So believing in the infinite can bring the impossible. Yes, awesome. 
So that's a good way to end it. Everybody, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, check out Greg, man. Check out his music for the benefit of yourself and your soul. Check him out for real. <laughs> and Greg, one more time, man. Thank you, buddy. I, I appreciate you being here. Yes. Thank you, man. Love you. Love you, man. Bye, everybody. Bye.